0: And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy seven times. This passage from today's gospel from Saint Matthew clearly emphasizes the importance of forgiveness. To forgive one another from our hearts, including our enemies, is a prerequisite to enter the kingdom of God. The gospel is an indictment on those who refuse to show mercy and compassion to their neighbor. However, forgiveness of sins also means for those who bear responsibility, repentance, and turning wholeheartedly to God, and the willingness to undergo purification. Just as we need to be models of forgiveness for one another, we have to be models of repentance and conversion. Only then can we speak and teach clearly, truthfully, courageously, and lovingly in a way that makes clear the choice that all of us have to face, which is the choice for God or against God in our midst today. Whether you are a catechist in our religious program, an administrator or teacher in a Catholic school, a member of the clergy or a member of the lay faithful, all of us need to make it a habit every day to ask this question of the world, who do we say Jesus is? But we can only ask it with confidence when we have answered for ourselves this truth with conviction. To answer this, all of us must first seek forgiveness from God, from those we have wronged, and repent of our sins accordingly. St. James reminds us in James chapter 3, verse 1, that those of us who are educators, catechists, teachers, parents, and grandparents will be judged more severely because of the responsibility entrusted to us. So what steps should we be taking, not just to hold ourselves accountable, but above all, strengthen our relationship with Christ? Let me offer some reflections for our self-examination. First, scripture teaches us that we need to accept responsibility for the wrong we have done, be it active or passive, an action or an omission, and leave the question concerning our guilt or who to blame to God. Focusing on how guilty we are or whether someone else is at fault might actually prevent us from truly seeking mercy and forgiveness from God As we prayed today at the beginning of the Mass We need to examine whether we have greatly sinned in our thoughts, in our words, and in what we have done and what we have failed to do Secondly If indeed we have greatly sinned in our thoughts, words, and actions, we need to ask ourselves whether at any point we may have functioned as false prophets to others. As parents, teachers, catechists, and priests, we need to be honest and repent those times when we may have tried to serve both God and mammon, mixing our worship of God with the invocation of the spirit of the age. Have we professed love for God and His Church, while at the same time acting with hatred towards our neighbor? Do we say we love God and yet treat callously our obligations to Him and to our neighbor? The fact is, millions of Catholics, men and women today, are really living lives that are greatly offensive to God and gravely injurious to their fellow human beings, living lives of adultery, greed and lust, idolatry, anger, hatred, jealousy, lying and cheating, disobedience to parents, abortion, oppression of the poor and the immigrant, and yes, even carelessness for the environment. These are grave matter that damage matters that damages the soul, which can only be resolved through deep repentance and prayer. This leads me to my third point. We need to evaluate our lives, not by the standards of the world, but by the standard of God's Word, His criteria, as, expressly, as expressed clearly by sacred scriptures and the teachings of the Church. How often have we ignored the precepts and teachings of the Church to fulfill our selfish desires? For example, how easy do we abandon our obligation to go to Sunday Mass? if it interferes with our attendance at the Basilica of Lincoln Financial Field. How proudly have we disregarded and mistreated the wisdom of our parents and grandparents to follow our own misguided passions? How often have we justified our actions thinking that we are doing the will of God when in fact we may not be advancing His will but our own pleasure and our agenda? How much of our own activity has been in direct contradiction to the commandments of God, His Word, and His way? And if we have been responsible to teaching and forming others in the way of the Gospel, have we been faithful and fully taught what the Gospel teaches, as understood by the official teachings of the Catholic Church? Have we taught the opinions of man, rather than the Word of God? Have we affirmed people in their sinful pride, rather than encouraging them to submit to God and His Word, and to live their lives enthusiastically and heroically for Christ? And as for my last point, I would like to offer something practical for our spiritual life, for our daily spiritual life. Are we making choices and creating conditions in our lives that are favorable in helping us carry out and remain faithful to God. It is virtually impossible to be an effective witness and Christian disciple in today's world unless we are making room in our daily lives for daily prayer and sound spiritual reading, study of Christian truth, and cultivating relationship with others who want to live fervent Christian lives and serve God faithfully. All of these steps need to be complemented by our decision to remove from our lives those individuals or situations that lead us to become lukewarm and unfaithful to the Lord. All of us need to discern where the work of the Word, the world, the flesh, and the devil have led us to sin and infidelity. We must take measures to renounce those specific works, to crucify the flesh, and become crucified to the world so that we can live fully for God. The atmosphere of worldliness, sensuality and cynicism that pervades our thoughts need to be renounced. We need to withstand the pressures of the culture which pushes us into ever deeper isolation through virtual reality and virtual relationships, social media, breaking news and doom scrolling that further occupy our hearts and minds day and night. The constant need for us to constantly check our mobile devices and receive various alerts on the latest trend, sports score, news, and the latest doomsday scenarios can all keep, away, can all keep us away from our communion with the Lord and each other that is so essential to genuine Christian life seeking a community of faithful Christians is so essential for anyone who truly wants to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so, as we strive to be faithful and effective witnesses of the gospel, especially for those of us who are clergy, parents, grandparents, catechists, teachers, and religious formators, we need to examine our consciences in the spirit of humility love, patience, and compassion, as well as courage. Let us not be afraid and let us be honest. However deep our infidelity, sinfulness, laziness, and fear that the Holy Spirit may reveal to us, the Lord has an answer. The Lord has healing and reconciliation at the ready. For as the prophet Isaiah reminds us, fear not, For I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.